Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anigro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today, we're going to be covering the ep- uh, the preview of Juve Ferencvaros with a brand new guest, um, another uh, another person who's reached out, which I like to hear and I like to see because it just shows that uh, we're getting new guests, new opinions, and uh, f- from a variety of ages. So it's it's pretty cool that you know, bringing Davide on now twice, and 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 we've had uh, one other of his of his friends uh, coming on. It's nice to see now someone else coming on. So um, that's always great to see. Um, we get back into the Champions League again after sh- no short order. Um, it seems like uh, the schedule is condensed, but we're just getting back into what what the normal would be uh, after a long kind of COVID. Uh, slug fest uh, throughout the whole year so we're gonna have a nice inter- well we'll have an international break and that'll be kind of nice for me um, possibly less videos uh, back to back to back so uh, give me a little bit of a nice break but without further ado just wanted to bring on our, our next guest Maldini from Windsor Ontario another fellow Canadian awesome welcome to the show yeah thanks for having me yeah no problem man and uh, I appreciate you reaching out like I said earlier and it it just makes my life a hell of a lot easier um, to to schedule and and get different people and get new voices, like I said. So I appreciate you coming on. Welcome to the show, as always, guys. You know where to follow us: YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram. Juventini.dal. Please do that. Please smash the subscribe, thumbs up if you can. That always helps us. Uh, helps us, like I said, get new fans, get new guests. Uh, grow, uh, grow the Juventinita family, and uh, yeah, it just it helps it, it helps motivate me when uh, I start losing it, and uh, I feel like uh, not necessarily uh, posting any content. So definitely, uh, definitely do that if you can. That would help me out a lot, and I greatly appreciate it. So as we always start with a new fan, uh, we're talking a little bit before the show. Um, how you became a Juve fan? Plain and simple. Um, tell everyone, you know, how you how you grew up. If it was, you know, heritage. If it's family connections. Um, um, but go ahead, Maldini. Let let us know your story. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, basically, it comes from the family on my mom's side. Awesome. Uh, half of uh, her side loves Juventus and. That made me more inspired to like the team more. And I actually really liked it. I watched a couple of games. I started to like it in 2013 to 2012. Nice. Like starting to see Pogba play and uh, um, Tevez and all those good players. Yeah. That's... Uh, during that time. And yeah. They, yeah, they that really, was a good uh, time. That was a good yeah, time. Yeah, Pirlo was still playing, and yeah, yeah. That that surprises me because I know you guys are younger, right? And you know, not necessarily. Uh, you know, you don't know when you when you talk to a lot of younger kids online, you don't know. It's like, oh, are they here for Ronaldo, or are they here for, uh, you know, this or that? But Dybala, maybe, but. It's it's good to hear that yeah yeah you were I mean sure you came at a good time uh, a good time with with some really talented teams some really great players but still kind of in a little bit of an era of you know still having to prove ourselves yeah. and uh, that's good to hear I, I I appreciate that yeah um, in terms of uh, you know family like you said is there any is there any family members who cheer for other teams or you know, you got any rivalries and and even oh even, my brother. Even... He, oh okay. <laughs> okay, well my brother is a Real Madrid fan. Well, let's just say he's a Ronaldo fan. Um <laughs> so he we used to have um big uh uh fights who would win during the Champions League and obviously of course Real Madrid was good and 2017 and the years yeah. passed so yeah 
yeah it's you know it's it's been tough for us they've kind of had our number a lot of these years and even when we do beat them then we run into someone else um yeah. it's it's tough and you know that's kind of why we brought in Ronaldo and we'll we'll get into that um a little bit later uh later on in the show but uh mm -hmm. guys again thank you for all the support appreciate you coming on Maldini and uh yeah just let us know we're gonna throw out the show you might hear us hear me pop in and and let you guys know um yeah let us know if you're here drop it in the comments uh tell us where you're from let me know what you liked about the show what you like so far and uh right now we're gonna get into the news um or some you know facts that have been put out there i mean sassuolo and and milan have a 14 and 16 points respectively uh those are the two teams that only have or that are above us so far um but yeah milan's on a pretty good run uh so far and that's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see how it plays down the line this uh past game obviously against spezia was was really important and mm -hmm. setting the right yeah, foot and uh yeah i mean cristiano ronaldo scored his, his scored five Serie goals in 214 minutes and he just started he only started two games it's phenomenal what a beast and uh, i just want to get your thoughts on uh on kind of the last game and 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 how you saw it play out just briefly you don't have to get too too detailed about uh the Juve on, Saturday, on sunday's game yeah yeah okay well the problem with Juventus is their defense line. That's what I'm going to start with. Sure. Because Pirlo does not need to put Danilio in that position. If he's playing a 3-4-1-2, then Danilo should not be playing there. He, sh he should at least put in either Chiellini or Delic with Demirlo and Benucci. Yeah. And for the formation that he did with Sunday's game is he should have not put – I think he should have put in uh, Alexandro, but I don't know the uh, updates of – I think he's injured or something. Yeah. Alexandro. Yeah, but, so that's the problem, right? So you made good points. I agree mm -hmm. with you 100%, but uh, Chiellini I don't think is going to be back yeah uh for a little bit and same with delict mm -hmm. and same uh obviously with alexandro same so deal. unfortunately we're kind of um we're kind of in in a, in a little bit of a shitty spot in terms of mm -hmm. trying to figure out who we are but also mm -hmm. you know play put out the best lineup and then you have to mm -hmm. put on guys like uh you know obviously quadrado who i've been mm -hmm. really not a fan of uh uh well. recently um Sure, he's been in a in a in a in a role that we've needed to, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. in the press conference, or I believe Sport Media said reported that uh, Pirlo again. It's still early. I think tomorrow uh, after this podcast comes out, uh, mm -hmm. we're gonna get a better picture of what the lineup is gonna be. But Sport Media set is is reporting a three five two against Ferenc Varos uh, with Cristiano and, and Morata up top. Uh, we'll have to see again how it plays out. Uh, but just to even admire, you know, what happened with, with, with Cristiano on on on, sa on Sunday, excuse me. Uh, Belotti sick, has six goals. Ibrahimovic has seven. And again, uh, Ronaldo behind them with five. And like I said, he's only played uh, 214 minutes where the other two have played well over uh 300 so it's gonna be uh an interesting race i think it, we'll see how far uh ibra can go um we'll see if he can maintain his pace same with belotti uh it is looking though like cristiano is really putting a case forward to win the couple caraniere uh which is the top score goal scorer in Serie A. and we'll have to see but again we'll get back into the news a little bit delict and alexander like i said before will both be available after the international break. So that is good to hear. They are kind of, you know, unfortunately we won't be able to get them for this game in Champions League, but there's going to be a little bit of a break uh, in between the home and away legs of the Ferenc Varos as well as Dinamo Kiev and then the final Barcelona game uh, of the group. So definitely it's going to be nice to have them back and hopefully we'll be able to put some uh, full-strength lineups out there. But God, well... Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> um, hopefully there's no other big injuries that we have to deal with. 
Um, and that's very good. But yeah, I agree with you when you're talking about the defense. I think there's a major issue at Juve with uh, uh, with how we're setting up and how Pirlo. I think we're, we're we're getting too complicated. We're overthinking things, and we just need to simplify it. And that's why I like the just sticking with a forward formation, um, forward to back formation throughout the whole game. And you know, once you press, if you lose the ball, head back or whatever, because. There's certain situations where they're catching us out and our wingers or wing backs are not uh you know progressing. They're they're not they're not doing what they, they're supposed to do, right? Like yeah. they, they really have to keep the wings tight and they have yeah, to make so the runs can... back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. They have to support the defensive line. That's why there's a lack of communication with the midfield and the defense. That's yeah. what Pirlo I think is trying to fix up. But the strikers, I think they're doing their trying to do their job. Yeah. And yeah. But also Juventus has to look at the wages. Like, for instance, um, they should start buying more defenders for the team, world-class defenders, so that we can yeah. progress the defense. So whoever like say like Benucci or somebody gets injured, they have a spare defense that's um right for the squad no yeah yeah i think i think that's why we've been having this big problem of 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 the three at the back and that's why i never wanted to play it because we didn't have the depth Mm -hmm. um and then look you get a whole you get a couple even even Mm -hmm. even when delict we knew wasn't going to be in there we still didn't really have a lot of cover so um and then you know chiellini goes down and then you have a scare with bonucci and and that could really ruin the team so uh, that's why I never wanted to play it. Um, mm-hmm. And but I mean, Pirlo seems yeah. to be going uh, to re- re- levit or revolving around that formation. So uh, those formations. So we'll have to see what happens in the next game. You know, I, I think I think like I said, the Spezia game was was good, but it wasn't great. Uh, there were some really good mm-hmm. things that we did, yeah. but. I mean, sure, the score line looks better than than what it says, but I, I think you know the defensive uh, aspects were lacking. Uh, that we were we were making a lot of missteps, like we were in games mm-hmm. previous to that. Um, the only thing is, is when you have a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo who can step on within you know three minutes and score, that's kind of that's what's going to save your ass. But yeah, there's there's a silver lining to that, so. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, we've been talking about Bernardeschi leaving in January. Uh, Nicola Balici uh, via elbianconero.com uh, is reporting, as well as a lot of others have been mentioning that, that they're, that the, his entourage is going to be, uh, yeah, I agree, man, uh, that they're, they're really I, uh, pushing. I, yeah, I, I don't like him. I personally... I didn't like in the beginning, but he he did some things good for Juventus during right. uh, Champions League. I think during the Federal Madrid game, that he did really good that game. I think he yep. he showed his class, but that was probably his best game. Now we don't really need Bernardeschi because we have uh, Chiesa, we have Kulzowski, we have we have good players now. I mean, we don't really need him. I think other teams could possibly use him on that on the wing side probably they want to buy Bernardeschi he's still a young player you know like yeah I think I I think we should be able to I think we should be able to find some some uh some buyers because I agree with you 100% he's not at like he's not in his 30s so he he still has years ahead of him and I think he just needs a change of uh faces change of faces change of places and Mm -hmm just go to a different atmosphere i just think it's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole it's just not going to work um and we've tried them at so many different positions uh it's it to be honest is just not worth that's why i almost wanted to get rid of them in in this last window but i guess the team couldn't or they they decided to keep them i just again like you said with kiesa and kuluseski i don't understand why yeah. If you're going to bring in a guy like Chiesa to still keep uh, a wage bill and still have him on the books, doesn't really make sense to me. 
Um, but whatever it is, what it is, hopefully we can get that done in January. That would be awesome, actually, if it could be get a permanent deal, uh, even, you know, bring a little bit back in, whatever we can get. That would be awesome uh, to hear and would be a great job uh, by the management. Uh, also, Paulo Dybala's agent, Jorge Antun, stayed in Turin for several weeks, but he did not have any meeting with Juventus to talk about Dybala's extension. According to Radio Mercato, Antun has returned to Argentina, which means that, that the renewal is not imminent. And I believe that a lot of sources have, say, have been saying that it's been pushed back on the back burner uh, for now. And that was obviously reported by Romeo Agresti. Um, yeah, it's, it's been difficult for Dybala. I mean, sure, it's only been, what, two, three games, but way too much criticism, I think. Um, yeah. I don't understand how we think someone, you know, who's been injured but who also wants to stay here um, is really, you know, taking all this brunt, you know, getting scapegoated into uh, not having the right players and not having, you know, you know, learning through a coach who has no experience. That's kind of, I think, what's happening, but we'll see what happens with this deal. I mean, it seems like it's been ongoing forever. Uh, yes, we're going to get a deal. Yes, we're going to get a deal. Yes, we're going to get a deal. If you listen to episode 50 with Al and, and James, uh, we kind of went into it in depth. And I, I honestly, I, I don't believe there's going to be uh, a deal in place. And I think they're going to look to sell them to either balance the books or, you know, try and uh, have a, another big plus Valenza swing. So again, that so we can try and, and, and move forward, but you know, it only takes some bad champions league. Like if this year's champions league doesn't go as planned, the club again is going to be in another big, big hole to, to, to come out of, I think by the end of next, by the end of next June, and that's my opinion, guys. You take that what you will. But from what I've seen, uh, we keep buying and no one's going. Yeah, um, all those loan deals are coming back. So really, we're going to have those wages, plus the new guys we've signed. Plus, we're probably going to try and add players. And there's only one way, you know. Uh, but then again, there's been a lot of people talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and him signing an extension. And I just... To me, what's more intuitive is looking at the situation where, okay, we want to probably resign him in an instant, but does he still believe in the project? Like, if we get knocked out in the round of 16 or quarterfinals, does he even want to be here next after next year? So that's a good question, I think, to ask. Um, and I don't think it's a done deal, even if we did uh, try and offer him something. I think... If it's not going to go his way, even if he scores, you know, if, even if he's top scorer, I still think he's going to want to win. Uh, and he's going to want a certain amount of addition. So I don't know what that's, especially with COVID. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Like next year is still going to be affected. The year after is still going to be affected. It's it's definitely uh, throwing a wrench in, in everybody's plans. But what do you think about the uh, Dybala situation, uh, Maldini? Okay, well, I'm kind of a big fan of Dybala, to be honest with you. I really like him. I've seen him, i really seen him, like, not doing well uh, past two games against Barcelona and this uh, Sunday game. But I think there's still more time for him to improve in the game. There could, there could be... Um, a chance for him to find his his position. What I was thinking, um, I think Dybala should play more as a cam and yeah. work with Morata and Ronaldo forward. And the the formation should be with uh, the formation. He should change it if he if Pirlo thinks that way of Dybala. If he thinks Dybala could fit in the team. Um, I think he would work as a cam um, forward with uh, with Ronaldo and Morata. That's what I'm thinking. And also, I, think that's I hope they do. Yeah, I think they should. Uh, um, I hope they renew his contract. I, I don't want Dybala to leave. <laughs> I know he struggles, but 
I think he's a good. I think he's still a, a world class striker. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need one. We need him to be at his best. Um, yeah. I think two. I think there's lots of improvement. He needs more training. He needs to get fit. His fitness levels needs to get back up. And three, just needs some confidence. And I think even if, whether that be as a super sub, him coming on, I still I still think he's got to he's got to keep getting played. You can't have him missing too many games. Um, well, so even if it's decided that he's going to be a sub from now uh, for the next little while, I don't have a problem with that. The only thing I have a problem with that, and I, I agree with you, I, th- I think that would be a perfect kind of setup, but I think it's very difficult when you have the midfield you do and the wingers slash wingbacks you do. It's all nice to have the guys up top, but when there's no, like, the problem I have with, with Dybala is there's really no kind of push from from the mid or from the wingers to, you know, have some interplay in the offensive end. Mm-hmm. What I see with Juve is is Dybala always having to try and come further and further back. And we saw that with Allegri. That doesn't work. Um, with Sadi, it was a different story completely. Um, and I don't know why it's I don't know why Pirlo's struggling to figure this out because it's been done. Um so I mean you look at one really bad season where everybody was shit, like like Al was saying, and really a couple games. So what do we really, you know, a lot of people like to just go way overboard. And I mean, like I said, Ronaldo fans getting a kick that Dybala isn't doing well is some of the dumbest things I've ever heard on Twitter. Um, If you think that Ronaldo was the only person that was making Madrid win um, and winning those finals, then you're on some kind of crack or some kind of drugs. Because literally, Juve needs a more balanced attack, you know, all these Ronaldo fans will come out and say, yeah, but he scored all seven knockout goals. Yeah, but we haven't won a Champions League. Like, it doesn't matter that he's scoring seven goals. You have to have a balanced attack. You look at those Real Madrid teams, their midfields are really good, and they contributed. They scored goals. The wingers, same thing. Uh, fullback, same thing. Defender, same thing. We need a total effort. So for So for fans to somehow, like, are, like, are dancing on his grave so to speak makes no sense do you want to win the champions league or not like i don't understand uh what kind of a fan which and again like a lot of people come at me for saying oh you 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 go ronaldo i've acknowledged that ronaldo's been fantastic for us i acknowledge that he scores goals for us but i also have a sensibility to say you know what maybe it isn't important to sign his contract right away Maybe it isn't important for the club because we have to move on financially. We have to get to a better place and we have to build a team. I don't see a team. I see if Ronaldo fans thinking that Ronaldo is the go-to and we're going to have to rely on Ronaldo, that's not winning us, Jack. That's yeah. not win- He might win us the Scudetto, fine, but that's not winning us the, uh, the Champions League because teams are going to find uh, that way out. And there's been multiple games where Cristiano has been put to sleep, put to bed, and yep. basically like phased game. out, basically yeah. phased out uh, and taken out of the game. And then you have nothing. So you have to play. You have to play with the team. We're not going to win by just giving him the ball as great as he is. What we needed to do is have that clinical finisher, have that guy that we always rely on that we can score on but also brings the team together. And I haven't seen that. And, you know, that's the most frustrating part, Maldini. You know, I'm going on this little rant here, but, like, it's literally seems like it's happening every year. We get to a point where we're like, oh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. And, Ronaldo, like I said, Ronaldo is is maybe the best. I don't know. I, I would say Messi and him are pretty close. Uh, whether you want to shit on me for that or not, I really could give a rat's ass. Um, I think those are two of the best players right now. Then you have a whole other tier. Um, 
but we have one of those players and we still are not making strides. Well, where we've gotten in the first two years, uh, first few years of his, of his contract is not good enough. Um, and it, it, it basically is because we're too reliant. And unfortunately, you know, with COVID, that really puts a wrench in because we can't just go on and be like, let's buy a defender, let's buy fullbacks, let's buy midfield. You know, especially when we have the players we do that we can't sell. That's really tough. So, again, we have to find a way that elevates the entire team. And sure, was I happy that we won 4-1? Yes, extremely happy. Was I happy that Cristiano scored two goals? Yes, extremely happy. Was I happy that we needed such a reliance on one player just to beat a promotion team. No, not at all. Not at all. And that's just my predicament. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think Pirlo really has to improve this team as uh, chemistry, the, the cohesion, or we're not going any, we're going to be in the same spot. We're going to be in the same. We couldn't beat an IX. We couldn't beat yeah, right. uh we couldn't beat uh, Leon. Be Leon. Like, I'm sorry. That's no. just not good enough. Come on. Leon is not nothing. That's not good. Well, that, that's, 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 he, even if he scored the second goal, Ronaldo was so mad because he, know, he knows inside of him that he's doing all the work. And where's the team? They, they don't want to win. Like Real Madrid, for instance, when he played at Real Madrid, the team wanted to win. They wanted yeah. the cup so bad. And they got it. Because they worked as a team. They didn't rely on Ronaldo all the time. Like even if Ronaldo was off, they still won the match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, exactly. Because teams are going to teams are gonna plan for that. You know, there there might be teams that aren't as good and you know he's gonna score, but there's gonna be teams that are good enough. You know, the Bayerns, even you know, Barcelona. I mean Barcelona's not there, but you know the man cities i don't know how we would we haven't been we haven't gone up against these teams in a, in a little while so i don't want to say perfectly that they would you know and then someone come back and be mm-hmm. like ah see he said man city in the in that video that would stop us and then we we run through them because they're you know perennial chokers but yeah there's lots of talented teams that could that could slow us down for sure mm-hmm. like I, i'm saying right now that juventus did not play good last year with Sarri's um, managerial. Um, so he didn't really show much improvement for the team. He just showed the lack what he can, sorry, Max Allegri continued. But Max Allegri was actually better than Sarri. And he did try to push Juventus forward against, I remember against uh, Atletico Madrid, we, we dominated them. We didn't let them go through. We put our midfield to the test, and we we came back. Yeah. And n- now we have Pirlo, and we have to think, do, is he the right man for the job? And as it says in one football, um, Claudio Marchisio says Pirlo is the right man for the job. So it's – he's getting there, but we got to see what has to – he's just, yeah he's just too stubborn um i think yeah. there's there's moments where he just you know he learned the subs this week okay he made the, he finally did the subs correctly um mm-hmm. but you know it's got to be a little bit quicker because we're not gonna uh, towards the end of the season you're not going to be able to be learning you know on the job you got to just be getting it right um so mm-hmm. we got to see what happens um obviously uh Vidal's made some comments obviously before their Champions League match against Madrid um and he was talking about Conte saying that he wants to win more now than his Juve time those who say the opposite don't know him uh what do you what do you think about those comments uh do you agree with them or or no well uh I can agree with him but he He's kind of right. I mean, his comments say, like, wait, so wait, can you repeat the comment that he said again? So obviously he wants to win more now at Merda than he did in his Juve time. I mean, I think, yeah. I think any coach, 
like I said, wants to win for their club because that's what essentially they're paid to do. Now you get in, now you bring in a guy who's pretty fired up uh, all the time, and uh, I, th- I think yeah. I, I think there was yeah. no real issue. I think yeah. there's no real issue in saying that. Yeah, I know he's he he did good for Juventus, but not too good. But yeah. he can't really say that about our team because you could see in, uh, Inter, like, not doing as well as we yeah. are. But, I mean, we could we beat them last year. I mean, like, a couple of times. We tied with them. But they really – Conte can't not really be uh, talking about Juventus when he's um, working under uh, Inter, like, I don't see the improvement for Inter. They they lost in the Europa League finals yeah. against uh, <laughs> Sevilla, and I mean, so where's the where's the winning there? Yeah, I mean, I think there's extra motivation just because he's a the way he's faced the backlash from the fans, and I, I can understand where Vidal's. I mean, it's not really anything. I'd be surprised that I don't think he's saying he wants to win more now because he's at Inter. Obviously, there's a big rivalry. I just think in general he wants to win and prove, you know, the haters wrong. There's a lot of people who've been saying that, you know, he can't win. He got he got lucky. It was because he had this, you know, the best back line, one of the best midfields, uh, you know, yeah, during that run at Juventus. Field. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. See if put their money where their mouth is, yeah. and we'll see what happens against Madrid. Those are going to be two big games uh, yeah. for Merda, and see if. You know they go through it or they cra- go crashing out. So we'll have to see, wait and see what happens. Obviously, David Alaba has been a big talking point. PSG, Juventus, Man City have all been linked, but uh, apparently he I wants hope, to go I to. Hope he comes to Juventus. Yeah, I mean it would be a nice pickup. Uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona are also, you know, hit places they say that he wants to go to. But again. Transfer rumors are transfer rumors. Obviously, Locatelli remains at the top of the list for Juventus to reinforce the midfield in January. Uh, Nico Shira uh, with the uh, report on that one. And obviously, in terms of talking about the, the game against uh, against Spezia, Morata and Cristiano rated 7.5 each were the best players. Odibala, 5 was the worst, according to Romeo Agresti. And we get into a couple kind of questions. So you say in terms of, you know, Cuadrado, uh, Dybala, we've kind of, we've kind of touched on those already. The formation we've kind of touched on already. Um, but what do you think about us progressing in, in the group uh, against uh, these teams? Obviously we've lost to Barcelona already, but what are your thoughts on us progressing? Are we going to get mm-hmm. the second spot? You still believe we can get the first spot? Um, what are your thoughts, uh, Maldini? I think, you know, what I think is oh, we're going to stay in second place, but there is a chance we could beat Barcelona if we play the way we want to play, the way that Pirlo would teach them to play, yeah. the way that they want to win as a team, not just rely on Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. Like, as shown against the Barca game, um, a few times, but I'm kind of mad at the referee for allowing those offsides to go. Like, come on, that was the the fir- okay. The first one was a handball, yeah. but the other two, like that was not offside. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of very upset with the with the referee making those two calls. I think Morata should have had a at least a goal or yeah. something, but. It's it is what it is. I mean, we'll we move on. We yeah. still have another chance to play against them. But yeah, I think we're gonna be uh, second or first place. We could we could go up chances, but I for sure know we're gonna make this group stage and not get out. Hopefully. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. you said. It's definitely possible. Next next three uh, games uh, are going to be really uh, proving points. Um, Barcelona also drew on the weekend, if you guys mm-hmm. didn't know. So, 
again, yeah, it's nothing's that. nothing's guaranteed. Um, yeah. And the last game against Barcelona is, I think, essentially going to be for the group. Uh, hopefully, we spark these next three. Obviously, Ferenc Varos home and away, uh, or away and then home, excuse me, and then Dinamo Kiev is at home as well. Um, and then we go obviously to the camp now in, in Barcelona. So I mean, I I still I still believe we got a chance to get, to get that numbers yeah. one spot. I think Barcelona isn't playing at the level that they probably want to, even though they did get the win. And I think they did get a dominating win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take away uh, you know the effort they put in. They could have had at least three, four, five extra goals. I think uh, that they they blew they blew away some stupid. Uh, stupid thoughts where they some of their players took the, had the ball for a little bit too long where they probably could have just buried it and scored and again so it goes both ways you know the offsides sure they were offsides by the letter of the law by var by you know the ruling uh, i think in terms of this offside we just need to go back to letting the ref be the be the the, the true judge or the linesman being the true judge of uh what's going on um let's get into we kind of did talk about the last game um obviously Pirlo still wants to go as a back three and the team I think still has a long way to go like we said way too reliant on Ronaldo and need the team to contribute a lot more uh so that individual brilliance and motivation uh will only go so far and we get to see how far that goes in the Juve Ferencvaros game. That's going to be at the Puskas Arena in Budapest, Hungary on November 4th, which is this Wednesday, guys. Um, I believe it's going to be a 9 p.m. game, uh, CAST. 1 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time. We get Juve's record, obviously, in Champions League of 1-0-1 with three points, obviously, in, uh, in second place. And uh, Faring Varos is 0-1-1 with one point. Obviously, in the first game, they lost 5-1 to Barcelona. And in the second game, they drew 2-2 to Dinamo Kiev, scoring in the 90th minute uh, as well to, to tie that one uh, by Frank Boley, who's apparently, uh, I don't know if they want to call him a super sub, but he's doing really well for their squad. Top scorer for us is obviously Ronaldo, five goals, which is funny. He still hasn't scored in Champions League uh, yet because he hasn't played in Champions League. And uh, Ferenc Varos says top scorer is three players tied on one goal. So let's get into their form. Well, for us, we you know it's kind of straightforward. Draw, win, draw, loss, and our last win. For Ferenc Varos, not a bad, you know, two off, obviously two draws in a row. Uh, one being against Dinamo Kiev and one being in, in the Hungarian League. Uh, but win, loss, win, draw, draw. For us, let's look at the injuries, though. Uh, Chiellini, Delict, Alexandro, I don't think are going to have any contribution. But again, as the day, maybe there's a development where Chiellini could slot into the bench or maybe even starts. I'm not sure. But again, Demiral won't be there. He got a red card in the game against Barcelona, yep. and he's not going to uh, he's not going to be able to play. Ferenc Varos has a couple players injured, Amar Ramadan and Andras Sonka. Uh, they won't have those two players, but I don't believe they've had them in the previous games. Uh, just looking at their lineup uh, that I've seen before. But again, like I said, 3-5-2 is going to be the lineup uh, according to uh, what's been a couple of early reports so far. So I took it upon us to, to see how how we thought we would line up. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least uh, of who's going to get the start. If it is going to be a three, five, two, does that mean that, uh, that Quadrado is not going to play? Or does that mean uh, Kulusevsky, I'm assuming is going to be on the bench because you're going to get keys on the right side. And then, and then obviously Quadrado on the left of that three five two. You'll have Danilo Bonucci, and I'm assuming Frabota would come in. Um, I I think that's the only way that we could uh, really swing that, or we could get Danilo yeah. going on the left, um, 
and kind of put Cuadrado on the uh, or sorry, Cuadrado on the right and Danilo on 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 the left hand side and, and and but yeah, to me, I think unless you're getting any reinforcement, you're gonna have to bring Frabota in. Uh, there's no way around it. And then for the midfield, well, does that mean McKenney's gonna get the gonna get a, get a run out because you know he adds a little bit of that defensive ball winning mentality, and hopefully uh, he can uh, you know protect per se the or he can help out on the defensive end as well as you know allowing for our wing or wing backs to go and help in the attack possibility possible. Um, Artur and Rabio, I think are going to get the call. Maybe Benton because Benton Gore just uh, started, so I don't see him starting uh, in, in this game. But you never know. Uh, obviously, Morata, Cristiano up top, and uh, we'll have to again, guys. We'll have to wait and see for more details. Again, you'll probably know more than uh, what we're talking about now. Again, it's always perspective. For Fenning Vados, four one four one. Debush in goal, Heister, Kovacevic, Blazic, Lovrenzic, uh, Somalia, as their, I, I would assume, their CDM, uh, Nguyen, Seeger, Zubkov, Karatin, and Izail uh, as their lone striker up top. So interesting formation. We'll have to see, uh, we'll have to see how we play against uh, Fering Varos, but, um, Let's get into uh, what your what are your thoughts on the formation, uh, Maldini? Do you have an idea of how you want us to line up? Do you want us to line up in a four four two where maybe it is uh, you know Danilo, Bonucci, Frabotta, or vice versa, and then Cuadrado I mean, on the right, and then maybe you have you know Kulusevski Chiesa. and Chiesa, or yeah, how, I how like Chiesa. Chiesa plays good on that right side and. I would put Arthur, Uther in and McKinney and Rabio. Uh, okay. And on the left side, I would definitely put Quadrado if he if he plays good. And then the three center backs, as you said, uh, Danilio, Benucci, and Barbosa. And, of course, we could put in um, Maratza and Ronaldo as the main strikers. I think that's a good formation. Um uh, Dybala would be a super sub for Morata if he doesn't do that yeah. good. Uh, yeah, uh, Kuzowski would be a good sub for Chiesa. And, yeah, I think the formation is good as it is. But if Pirlo changes it, that's if he does the four, uh, three, I think it's a four, three, three. If he yeah. does that, uh, oh, three, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish, man. Yeah, I he wish. could do that. I, I think I think that's a good formation too. Well, because you, you, even if yeah. you do like see, and I know a lot of people are gonna ask, well, why didn't you put Ramsey and why didn't you put Ramsey in? I just think because I don't like Ramsey. Well, see, I don't mind Ramsey, he, especially when he's healthy because he can make good runs and he's actually he's uh he provides some pretty good energy. Now I heard he wasn't that fit. Um, according to that last interview that, that I had on my uh, previous podcast, that yeah. they were saying that uh, he was only about, he wasn't even really 50%. So I'm not sure what's the, the issue. But in terms of having Rabio or having uh, Ramsey, you're losing a little bit because he's going to be in the offensive end. So now you're going to have to, you know, without having McKenney. And then you're gonna to want to have Rabiot and, and Artur kind of roaming up and back, up and down, and kind of connecting the defense to the attack. I don't see, you know, without having McKenney on the pitch, you're losing that kind of support that the defense is gonna need. So that's the only reason, maybe, why I wouldn't. I I don't have anything against playing Ramsey, but you're kind of mm-hmm. losing. Um, you're kind of losing a little bit with without having him on the field. Um, let's get into the keys of the match. Uh, keys to the match, excuse me. I think it's quite simple. As always, high intensity and pressing from the beginning of the game. Uh, we need to really try and win and capitalize, win the balls back and capitalize on on Fedeng Vados' mistakes. And I think if we can do that for the most part and actually show that we're having effort in this game, we can, uh, you know, crack a couple of goals and against a team that, uh, isn't 
I would say the best competition for us, but uh, mm-hmm. saying that in the past has done a great deal, but what do you think uh, Maldini, uh, mm-hmm. some of the keys for us uh, to win this game on Wednesday? I think the midfield has to put, um, put all their effort into the game to, yeah, true. to actually um, provide the goals. I mean, the crosses and the, and the through balls to Ronaldo and Morata. And I also, uh, about the formation, the reason why Pirlo doesn't do a 4-3-3, I think it's because of Morata. Oh, Where okay. is he going to put Morata? That's the real question because you're having Ronaldo as a striker. You have Chiesa. You're going to put Dybala probably on the left wing side. And Morata's not going to go anywhere and fit because he plays as striker. And then True. if you sub Ronaldo out, you're not going to have that uh, potential uh, goal scoring. So, I mean, that's that's one uh, situation with the formation, but it's what Pirlo thinks is best, then they could yeah. win. But um, for the, the key things is the midfield. We have to watch the midfield, and we have to see if they are showing – their contribution with the, the defense line because yeah. if they don't show their uh, um what's it called if they don't show that they want to win the defense is going to fail and the midfield is going to fail and that's when we start to lose the ball and uh, getting a possession for the players and we we start to lose lack and that's when when um, when the team starts to fail is when we don't show we want the verbal communication with each other. And that's why I think Juventus fails a lot because we don't show um, that we want to win. We're just saying, oh, look, this team is coming yeah. in. Ah, this is nothing. We're just going to, we're going to play like how we would train, you know? And, it's true. You play how you train, but you also have to think, what if we lose? That is what Juventus does not. The team does not think about that. They don't care. They don't want to think about it. They just want to go with the flow. Whoever gets the ball, we have to get possession. And with with uh, the other coaches, I mean, in the past, Max Legri and Sari, they, they always played defensively. Pirlo is more playing tactic where he wants to play the midfield forward and play more um, attacking. And that's where the midfield comes in the problem of um, providing the ball to the strikers and them themselves play as an attack so they can get the possession of the ball more forward than back. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I think I think uh, you got a lot of great points in there, and I think, like you said, there there has to be a level of awareness, you know, knowing what kind of subs we have. Um, the defenders are gonna have to be very careful. Um, very careful. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not be gonna have focused. any repl- yeah we're not gonna have any replacements uh, on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yep. that's something they can look, the, the other team could look to exploit. And I think, um, yep. yeah, that, like you said, we're going to have to have some help from the midfield if we're going to get Cotarado and, mm-hmm. and Chiesa bombing up the wings. Um, mm-hmm. they're going to have to realize that if we do lose a ball, we have to be positionally aware of who's going to be covering who, because we yeah. can easily get countered. Like we've seen multiple In times. Barcelona. Multiple yeah, times. Barcelona definitely. I, the way I saw they played against Barcelona, they weren't even they weren't even covering Dembele. He was open. He was yeah. literally waiting for the shot to come. He saw nobody on him. He took his chance and he got the goal. Like Juventus has to look. Yeah. If they if they don't look at the player that's not open, like and there's no there's no way you guys are gonna get the possession of the ball if you don't yeah. do that. And same with the passing. They they pass to the players really close that, like close to the opponent of the other team can get the ball. If you see somebody open, cross it. 
through ball, hit it to them, and, and you see that's open, not when somebody's on you. That's the that's also another problem with Juventus because when they when they play, they when they pass the ball to other uh, to their teammates, they don't see the opportunity of other players being open. Yeah, they always want to play really close to each other. So that's another problem. I think Pirlo needs to work on with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, th- I think even I think. even looking in in previous games where. Kulusevsky and Dybala were right, like their heat map and their average position was like really, really close to each other. So I, I think there's lots to improve yeah. on. We'll see what happens. Um, I want to now finally get into the prediction, obviously, of the of the game. So I'm gonna let oh, I always, you know, uh respectfully let the guests go first. <laughs> and okay. uh, uh-huh. what do you think? Uh, what do you think the the prediction of of Juve Ferencvaros on the road, November fourth? What do you think the score, and who do you think the goal scorers are? If you do think they're going to be, if there is going to be goals, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be four zero, Juventus. Damn, Ronaldo's going to score uh, two goals. Probably Morata can score another two, or midfield can come up and probably score Rabio is potential to score. I've seen him do really good. Nice. Um, uh, probably Chiesa. Hopefully he can score, not miss the net like he always does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be 4-0. Awesome. Well, I, I go a little bit less. I'm going to go 3-0. Uh, CR7, yeah. two I goals. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Morata with one. Um, and I, th- mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, it's going to be a pretty dominant performance. I did, though, say that we were going to, you know, in the 50th episode, we were, I asked the guys, how many points do you think you're going to get in the end of uh, in all of November? And I said uh, 16 out of out of 18, which would mean we draw we drew one of the games. And I did think that this would be kind of a, uh, a, a game where we don't necessarily are paying too much attention. We kind of kind of slips under the radar. But I think now that we're in all those back, uh, I, th- I think that's not going to be a question. Uh, maybe maybe the home game is the game we draw. But, I mean, hey, if we can get 18 points out of 18, I'll be happy. Uh, that, 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 that I won't be complaining about at all. So, hopefully by that time, yeah, that would, that would put us in a really great spot. But um, I, uh, I want to say um, we get into our last segment, uh, Maldini. And I know, I know you're a little bit of a, a newer fan, but that's fine. I, I think, you know, like you said, 2012, 2013, those are still a lot of great years uh, that you're able to witness. So I'm not sure if you've been to Torino yet or if you've been to the stadium yet. I would say no. I wish. Yeah. I wish. So usually I like to talk about, you know, match the experience or, you know, the t- time they've met a player or, you know, maybe watch the game in the U.S. or whatnot. But for mm-hmm. you and for, you know, quite a few other guys, I mean, you got to be get pretty lucky and and it's a privilege that I was able to go to Turin uh, uh, once uh, to say the uh, the least, but um, I definitely want to go back uh, as soon as I can. But for you, what is your most memorable Juve moment that, that, you know, really brings you back? You know, when you think of uh, the years you've been supporting, what's something that comes to your head right away, kind of explain, you know, where you were, maybe where you're watching it and, you know, what, what the moment is? Uh, to be honest with you, it was the Atletico Madrid game against Juventus. Fair enough. That was the best game. I was I was ready to see Ronaldo score. Um, I would usually uh, sit in the living room, get ready, put my jersey on and all. And I was really hoping that we don't screw up and actually can win this match. And what I saw, I was very happy and I was like, I was just in the moment, you know? Yeah. Like, seeing Ronaldo do that in his very uh, late age, like he's very old age, 30, I think he's 35 uh, that time. And he did really good. I mean, I was surprised that he could score a hat trick against Atletico Madrid another time. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah. It was unreal, man. And um, yeah. 
I just could. Yeah. Like you said, it was so surreal to be in that moment. Mm -hmm. And even mm -hmm. just to think, you know, it almost like it was destiny. It seemed like Atletico Madrid wasn't there like at all. Like they were just like not even in the stadium. It was like, I could not believe it. And I've watched Atletico Madrid and I just, it wasn't, um, they're kind of my, my second team. And, and I'm just like, these guys are not doing anything. Um, and it sh I was shocked. I, I could not believe what was happening. And yeah, it was just like, holy shit. We scored the first two goals and you're like, no way. Like, this is just not going to happen. And then uh, we get that penalty and mm -hmm. like, I was just, yeah. I lost it. I was like, holy shit. Like, how are we doing this? We're going through, we're going through. And then unfortunately we had to witness what happened against Ajax. But I mean, no, it's it, 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 just a, in the moment. I mean, unreal, yeah. unreal. I was, I was very mad that, at that game. Ronaldo did score a header. He did score a flying header in the first yeah. match. But also, come on, guys. You guys had to mess up the second half and let um, them score. I was well, really mad. You the look tie at the, of 1-1. You look in the second game. Um, is that the game you're talking about? Or the you're talking about the, the first uh, the first one? The first match. Well, you, you look in the second game. They were blowing us out of the water, man. Like, they could have had... Yeah. They countered us so well yeah. that they could have had two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm -hmm. eight more goals. Um, like it was literally chance after chance, and I'm surprised the scoreline stayed at what it did. Um, mm -hmm. And only us being knocked out by essentially one goal, right? Because I think it was two. Mm -hmm. It was one one, and then it was two one. Um, yeah, and then two two. Yeah, so. Just yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think, yeah, it's it's crazy that 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 aggregate was only three two, but the chances they had and just how we played was just horrendous, horrendous, man. Yeah, it was terrible. It was, it, we did not deserve to go through at all. Yeah. Um, and I can yeah. honestly say that I have no qualms about telling us, uh, telling our team when we played like crap if. We play like crap. We play like crap. There's no, there's no sugarcoating it, right? But, um, mm -hmm. anyways, I appreciate you telling your story. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, we are gonna wrap it up now, and I hope you guys can enjoy this game on Wednesday. And uh, yeah. I hope you guys have stuck it out till the end here, and uh, we're able to hear his favorite moment and hear hear our thoughts on the game on Wednesday. But uh, Maldini, thank you for coming on. Definitely going to have you back on whenever, whenever you ask and whenever uh, we get a spot open for you, uh, if, you, yeah, if, you so happen, if you so happen to want to. And, um, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I know for sure. We'll, we'll definitely get you on. And, and I appreciate you coming on, even though it's probably getting late there in, in Ontario. And I appreciate all you guys. Yeah. That's one thing. I appreciate you guys making time for, for the podcast for me and obviously for the guests or for the viewers as well uh, because they get to view uh, great content all the time with new guests or familiar mm -hmm. faces. And, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for all the support as always. As usual, um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Juventinita, D-A-L, uh, or personally at Daniel Negro. I don't know why that account still keeps growing like crazy. But it, you guys seem to be following it. Uh, that's why I've posted multiple times. This is the same guy. Please, you know, <laughs> follow both. But um, so we got a little bit of catching up to do. But again, on it on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, please subscribe and follow. That would that would help me up so much and um, getting us to you know the next level and uh, the merch coming out and and uh some pretty cool drops that i've seen that are in the works and talking to certain people that we might they might actually get involved and um yeah it's 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 coming together and uh yeah this draw will definitely happen at some point for this jersey sooner or later i keep saying it yeah i'm gonna do it yeah i'm gonna do it um i got the the retweet picker uh ready to go i just have to line up some time to do the video tonight's gonna be Possibly another podcast coming up after this. 
and uh once we get a, once we catch our breath and we'll definitely be able to give that out to someone i i do want to give it out i i, I don't want to just be uh keep harping on this and and and, and not give it out so guys if you Are guys you can a jersey? yeah so i have a 2009 10 del piero uh home jersey and um i dropped that around 400 uh 400 followers so definitely guys we're going to be doing some more drops as well uh when we can and we hit some uh more milestones and uh yeah let's get up to five six hundred i win that yeah man just keep uh if we if if if, uh we get some more uh you know the bigger following and same with youtube right uh we got to hit 100 first i think and uh keep going on from there and then hopefully we can hit a thousand and you know just keep on grinding keep on putting out content and uh yeah guys thank you for watching uh i hope you were able to get to this part like i said before and uh as always uh fino alla fine ciao guys